Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders made their plans against Jesus to put him to death. They put him in chains, led him off, and handed him over to Pilate, the Roman governor. Jesus stood before the Roman governor, who questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? he asked. So you say, answered Jesus. But he said nothing in response to the accusations of the chief priests and elders. Then Pilate's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's palace, and the whole company gathered around him. They stripped off his clothes and put a scarlet robe on him. Then they made a crown out of thorny branches and placed it on his head and put a stick in his right hand. Then they knelt before him and made fun of him. Long live the king of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the stick and hit him over the head. When they had finished making fun of him, they took the robe off and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. Good morning. Okay, so I've got a question for you. What do you want to be when you grow up? Or, if you think you're growing up, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, so let's just have a show of hands. Did anybody want to be a professional footballer? Does anyone want to be a professional footballer? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, uh, anyone want to be a, a, a ballerina? Oh, we got to go. Neil? No? No? All right. Okay. Um, what about a TV presenter? Anyone want to be a TV presenter? No? Okay. Uh, oh, this is Cheem, of course. Sorry. Um, who wanted to be an accountant when they grew up? <laughs> um, well, when I, when I was growing up, um, I wanted to be a pilot. Uh, but then I discovered you have to do exams. And I don't like exams, so I decided I wouldn't do that. Um, uh, but I became an engineer, and I, be- I wanted to do a particular kind of engineering. I wanted to do bridge designs. And so that's how I started off my career, being a bridge designer. Uh, but the reason I wanted to be, I'm a bit embarrassed about this, the reason I wanted to be a bridge designer was, yes, I like doing designing and things, but actually I thought the thing about bridges is that they can be around for hundreds of years, some of them, some even thousands of years. They will be there long after I have gone. That will be my legacy. But in my late teens, I became a Christian. And uh, what happens when you become a Christian is uh, God changes your heart. So your, your, um, your attitudes change. And as your attitudes change, your ambitions change. And as your ambitions change, so your actions change. So I started off wanting to build things that would last for hundreds, if not thousands of years, big lumps of concrete. And what I found was that I started to learn to love people more than concrete. Can you believe that? And so, uh, actually, uh, as a professional engineer now, a lot of what I do is, uh, is about using my engineering skills to try and make a difference for tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, possibly even millions of people, if I get it right. But... I still love a good bridge. I still love a good bridge. And um, that, that change you know, from, from things to people, those changes in attitudes, 
uh, made me sort of think about actually my relationship with Jesus. Because quite often, uh, you know, it's, it's like Jesus is with me a lot of the time through, through the ups and downs of life. Um, and I don't always get it right. Uh, I have children and we sometimes have arguments. And sometimes I have a conversation with Jesus that goes something a bit like this. And he'll say, so, you won the argument then? I go, yes. He was really irritating. Yeah, but you've hurt him, haven't you? Well, he was wrong. But yes, he, you think he, you, were, you were right and he was wrong. But you've broken that relationship now, haven't you? I go, yes, but it's his fault. And he says, but you used your linguistic abilities to hammer him down. That wasn't very kind, was it? And he's now hurt. That relationship, there's a gap between you. I go, yeah, you're right. So, well, it's, the only way it's going to be fixed is if you bridge that gap. If you forgive him and you make a way for him to cross from where he is now to come back to you. You see, when you follow Jesus, it's actually sometimes quite hard because he always wants to push you in the area of relationships. He always wants you to be the first one to make the move, to bridge that gap. But actually, that's quite a lot like what he did on the cross. You see, putting it the other way around, God the Father is there, and I mess up all the time. And I have to learn to say, I'm sorry, but I still can't bridge that gap. And what Jesus did on the cross was he came and he forgave me, he forgives you, and he bridges that gap. So every time I look at this cross, I see this big crossbar here. And it just reminds me that I'm on this, I'm on this side where I've messed up. God's on this side, but he's made a way to bridge that gap from him, sorry, from me to him. I can't bridge that gap, but he can. So there we go. I follow best bridge designer ever. <laughs>